0: Welcome to D.A.R.E., the show for innovators, entrepreneurs, and startup leaders who dare to shape the future. Your hosts today are Ned Hayes and Cecilia Mariani. D.A.R.E. is brought to you by Darwin, the superpower tech team that can make your vision a reality. The D.A.R.E. podcast is really happy to welcome Ron Thurston to the podcast today as one of our first interviews for 2024. He's a highly accomplished executive, board advisor, and Amazon best-selling author. He has extensive experience leading operations for over 30 years at leading retail stores like The Gap, St. Laurent, Apple, Bonobos, and Intermix. Ron has deep expertise in retail strategy, management, innovation, and he's just launched a new company, a new product, Aussie, and it's a full-service agency platform that connects retailers, candidates, and solution providers to create thriving retail businesses. Ron is on a lifelong mission to celebrate, elevate, and empower the retail industry. I've talked to Ron before. I'm super happy to talk to him again. Welcome, Ron. Thank you so much,
1: Ned. Appreciate the intro, and the timing is really interesting as we kick off 2024 for a lot of different reasons, but happy to be here. Thank you.
2: Welcome to the show, Ron. So you have a lot of success in the past. What leads you to launch Aussie now?
1: Yeah, thank you, Cecilia. And so if I back up for a moment, kind of what Ted said, I spent my entire adult career in retail running stores and for several different brands, whether it was in apparel, whether it was in in technology with running Apple stores, in home, I helped launch West Elm. Luxury with St. Laurent, like I've I've had my hands in many different brands at unique times, but there are some very actually common challenges that every retailer faces and they're always around people. And it's the biggest, I believe, un- unlock to successful retail is how do you actually hire and engage and develop and bring people into an industry that is often accidental. So my book retail pride which is you know now 3 plus years old the message is really about celebrating people who work on the front line. And the sub the subtitle of the book is the guide to celebrating your accidental career. So the interesting part about our industry is that you have the biggest private sector employer in the country. 1 in 4 people in the US work in retail. Yet it is perceived as this kind of accidental backup job of like, oh, you didn't go to school, so I guess you're going to work in retail, or it didn't have another plan, or I started it when I was in college and I'm still doing it today. There's, I mean, the stories are endless, but it's not often strategic. So I look, I step back now at this point and say, I've hired thousands of people and interviewed more than that. Um, And went on this tour where I met Ned around the country. I mean, I literally spent every day speaking to retail teams. And Aussie is the output of that. Aussie is this idea that we need to change the way people engage with the industry. And that's both on the candidate side and on the retailer side. So maybe as as the show goes on, I can give you a little bit more insight, but um, it's very much Related to my personal experience as a leader in retail.
0: Yeah, well, just to start at the outset, where did the name come from, Ron? Uh,
1: thank you. Uh, so, Retail Pride, all back up. I grew up in in Northern California in Tahoe, and my grandfather was the CEO of a large construction company that built like all the Safeway grocery stores on the West Coast and like family single-family homes in Tahoe. He built the first schoolhouse and and grocery store in South Lake Tahoe. And so I come from this family where everyone worked for my grandfather. And I very much admired his leadership style and how he engaged and his levels of empathy and curiosity and running this big company, yet had leadership skills that I did don't think at the time as a as a young person understood or appreciated. But when I started to become a a leader, everything I did really related back to him. So Retail Prime is dedicated to him. His name is Oscar. And so Aussie is a nickname for for Oscar. So it continues the theme of dedicating and and being inspired by him and his work.
0: Got it. Well, so I just looked at the website. I guess it just launched. And the website looks like it has lots of little cards. So tell me about the design there. What's going on?
1: Yeah. So the, the idea here is that you can create a customizable experience. So the first thing you'll see on the top is, do you like it in light mode or dark mode? And that's not terribly unusual. There's a lot of sites that do that, but in recruiting world, it's very, the websites are very traditional. The web, they're full of kind of images of people smiling, sitting around, having an interview. We wanted none of that. I wanted to shoot it straightforward into the future and say, your recruiting and, and searching for work should be at your level, having your own customized experience that's unique to you. So the, the website is really this reflection of kind of choosing your own adventure and digging in and, and making connections. And it's, it's just right now it's stage one and there's a lot more that that's coming on it. A lot of AI-based integrations and and job profiles and video, there's quite a bit that's coming.
2: Okay, and tell us more about what is coming next. What are the features of this new Aussie platform?
1: Yeah, thank you. The biggest differentiator that I think is part of the obstacle of being hired is the resume. And while all of us were taught that you need to, Here's the form of a resume. Here's the traditional way it should look. Here are words that you use. Here's the cover letter. And the interesting part is that the resume hasn't really changed in 20 years and probably longer. And so we've all been using the same way to find work for decades. And now there are, you know, on big platforms like Indeed or LinkedIn, they're using AI in keyword search on resumes. So as you're applying for jobs, it's digging into language that you use or experience to make decisions if you, sh- you should be presented for a job or not. And I wanted to take all of that away because there's also a lot of bias built into the resume from a hiring manager. So it could be the, the fonts that you use, the, the size of the font, the language that you use, the way that you speak, the, the format of it. And so some people are very creative. Some people are not creative writers at all. And so how do we remove all that bias? And so I think the most interesting part of this is every single person that works in retail can log into Aussie, create a candidate digital profile. So what it it will do is you'll say you work in sales or store leadership or multi-store leadership or corporate roles. And then within that, which product categories do I work in beauty or home or fashion and then all the basics of some of your work history. And then it goes through and asks you um, about 50 different multiple choice questions that are related to your work experience and your personality. And the output of that is a digital profile that then will be the same for every retailer that sees it. So the format is the same. The content is the same. The creative writing is done via AI. And so you're creating this very live, Kind of live document, that then all you're going to share is a link. So no more resumes, no more cover letters. It's The output is just a link to your digital profile, which you can change every day. You can add video. You, if you get a reference check and you say, hey, would you mind uploading a 30 second video to me on your phone about what you thought about working with me? You can put that on your digital profile. The hiring manager sees all of this content and it will trigger things like great conversation starters like how do we have this meeting so all, all of this is to just make the job search more modern more interesting more fresh and more fair in many ways so that this is the tech that we've been working on for quite a while
2: interesting so and why was it important for you to launch OC product line in 2024
1: mm. I think it was so I spent about 14, 15 months traveling the country after my last role, living in an airstream. And that's just where I met Ned, talking about retail pride, doing events, and getting out into the into the country and hearing people's stories about their experience working in retail. And because prior to that I had lived in New York City for a decade. And New York City has its own you know, uh-huh. retail experience. You know, it's and a very important one. It's a very important industry to the city but I wanted to be able to hear it in small cities and family-owned businesses and Walmart, and like, how do you really get a fair understanding of what it means to work in our industry? And this is why I think it's more important than ever, uh, that we continue to celebrate and embrace people that, that are working in retail. It's also, you know, statistically, we're at a very important time in retail in the fact that there have never been more stores open in the U S brands are trying to open stores at record pace, you know, available retail commercial real estate is like, I think the total availability is under 5%. I know here in, in Miami, it's under three, like there's literally no retail real estate available because people are trying to open so many stores. And so for me, it's, it's the perfect dorm of, the importance of the store and the emphasis back on the store and the growth that's happening and young people choosing retail as a career and that same kind of the perception of it not being something to choose or study needs to continue to change or we won't be able to keep our store staffed. We'll be in a constant state of being understaffed, which has been the case the last several years.
0: Right. Well, what you just said about retail store, storefront space being at a premium and stores opening all the time, that's in contrast to kind of the media's message that we hear. And I I just wanted to put out a couple points that make the point that people are actually going to retail stores. So small example, Amazon launched this whole, like you can go into a store and buy something and never have to interact with anyone. And just today, Amazon announced they're closing down the last of their Amazon Fresh stores because that really didn't work. People want to go to stores to interact with other people. And they they want that kind of customer care situation and and really feel cared for at a store. So what you're seeing is that that trend is continuing. People actually do want to go to stores.
1: They do want to go to stores. And that the data is absolutely showing that. And it's showing that, I think the other media message that's that maybe is missed is that younger people want to spend more time in stores than anyone else. Younger yeah. Gen Z, like the statistics are showing Gen Z actually wants to go to the movie and go to the mall and go to a store and shop in person because much of their life was spent ordering everything online and mm-hmm. it's you're just missing this the engagement with the brand and on the brand side, it's become increasingly difficult to have a profitable e-commerce only business. Return rates are high, shipping costs are high, all of it, This kind of it's become necessary to have a true omni-channel business. That's how you become profitable and sustainable today, as well as customer acquisition. All, all of it combined has just put this emphasis back on the store.
0: Right, I guess some of these e-commerce ventures, like I think it was Zulily, yeah. who just kind of a hemorrhage staff and cash, they've proven that unless you have real storefronts, it's hard to keep and reach out to your audience because right. people are fickle unless you have an actual physical storefront.
1: Exactly right. It, then, then it's just a competition for price. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the biggest search engine today is not. Google, it's Amazon. And and that's for price. And so if your only way to win is to have the lowest price, that is a very tough road to profitability. So right, you keep right. lowering things. Yeah, it's a race to the bottom uh, in customer acquisition. And so you have to say, well, if I, if I'm going to actually hold the line on price and actually ask for full price, it needs to come with some kind of experience attached to it and that happens in the store
0: right Uh, right preferably yeah -hmm. just a small example of this over the holidays i I bought books books for people in my family and i went to a small store called spoke and word books it's brand new it's in milwaukee oregon for those listening and Mm -hmm. a brand new store but managed by somebody who used to manage a whole food store, who knows retail inside and out, who hires brilliant people at the cash register, who can discuss in depth any genre. So I was in there talking to someone about Russian literature, and we ended up discussing who's the best translator. And if you were going into your average, well, for one thing, at Amazon, you're never going to have that kind of experience with Mm -hmm. any bookseller because they have no booksellers who will actually engage with people on staff. And, I'm not going to have that at a big box retailer. I'm not going to have that kind of personal interaction on a genre I really care about, right? And so that, that's also something that I think you you were part of the genius that created the Apple experience in the stores. Mm-hmm. And so you go into an Apple store and you have uh, real people who are deeply engaged with the product, who are deeply engaged with the customers. Can you speak more about building that experience a bit?
1: Yeah, oh, I'd, I'd love to because I think and you know, they, they do set the standard still in many ways of what that is. So, you know, Apple's intent in the store is to, you know, create meaningful experiences and to educate you. And so this idea of kind of setting up learning appointments, having those big workshops that you see now in newer stores that have giant screens and free workshops, let's teach you how to use your device. Let's show you how to optimize you know, all the resources in your family and whether it's speakers and Siri, like all, all of it, let's teach you actually how it works together. And that's the best part of, of retail it is mm-hmm. not actually the purchase. it's the It's the learning and education. It's the history and it's meeting people who love it. And so if you, one of the things that I will always try to replicate is when I was opening retail stores, as I was interviewing and hiring people, the people I were meeting were so Apple obsessed, they couldn't actually imagine working anywhere else. <laughs> and then it's like, this was saying Microsoft was starting to open their fleet at the same time. But if you were Apple, you were all in. And I look for people like that, that are passionate about the customer experience, but also love what they sell. And that's what you often meet you know in, in an apple store as people who love the product love what they sell and it shows chosen how they speak about it it shows in their pride and how they show up so every brand when you replicate that it's very powerful
0: mm-hmm. right the apple experience is part of the reason that they're getting that vast margin they they are not on a race to the bottom far far so that's from
1: it. A, that's a great example i mean they have they used to run a black friday I think percentage of dollar off on certain product. I don't even think this year they did that. Like mm-hmm. it's a hundred percent full price business at a, okay. at a decent margin. So you're right, it's, it's all combined, retail, some wholesale, like in a Best Buy and, and their own e-commerce site, but the majority of that is done in a store.
0: Right, it goes to a, a passion for the product, as you said. So yeah. let's switch gears for a second. You talked about being from New York, and uh, next week you're going to go back to New York, I think, for the big show. It's called the National Retail Federation Conference. It's the trade show for retailers, and it's yep. at the Javits Center in New York City. So can you give us a little preview of the whole event for those who haven't been there? What's it like?
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd love to. So this will be my fourth year when I when I discovered as a head of stores that I could meet thousands of people at the same time and have like the best networking event ever created for retail, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm all in on this. And I uh, have since just be- from Retail Pride and such had the opportunity to now be on stage and speak. So this year in particular, I'm excited because I'm working with uh, National Retail Federation Foundation. And so the foundation engages with about 100 different universities in the U.S. And they bring about twelve hundred students for two days prior to the big show, and they have their own conference. So these students get their own group of like a, a lineup of speakers. They have a, an entire day of mentorship roundtables, um, and I'm going to be part. I'm going to be on stage, and I'll be part of their mentorship day and and all the follow up because these twelve hundred students are all studying retail, and if we can get them engaged early. Their likelihood of success and seeing other people who have had great success in retail—it's just I, I find that really inspiring. And then the rest of the the three days after that, there are about forty thousand people that come from all over the world to the biggest retail conference in in the world. And it's speakers and breakout sessions and lots of events, and it's really celebrating our industry. And you you meet. I think it's the one time that you meet the most number of successful people in our industry, so i'm very excited to go. I'm on stage this year with um, T-Mobile uh, and talk about 5 g and and a couple of their customers and how five g really enhances a lot of the technology that they use, which ultimately enhances the customer experience through in-store Wi-fi or all the or POS solutions, all of it you know we This is such a complex business of technology and humans and product. It's really difficult, and we need all of it to work well. I'm excited to partner with them this year.
2: Awesome. Great. So beyond 5G, what else do you expect to learn about at the NRF event?
1: Uh, of course, you know AI is a a big conversation. You know, and I'll be honest, and this is probably a controversial answer to your question. To say yeah, I don't have a goal to learn, I have a goal to meet people, oh. and I think that that may be different. I I don't go to all the speakers. I would rather stand outside the room and and meet people that are waiting to go in, than sit in the dark in an auditorium and listen to somebody else. That's just how I operate. And so I think I I have a different goal of like how many people can I engage with and learn from and ask questions of. And so I I find it the highest level of networking available with people that you will never get all in the same place at the same time again. And And I love that challenge personally.
2: And anything in particular? that you think that have emerged over the past year regarding technology and retail industry?
1: Mm.
2: How do you see Um, that?
1: I think having, I just went to another much smaller conference in New York around AI and retail technology. And I think that that's, that's very much a buzzword, but in the execution of what that can look like, how it's used, the reality is finding tasks that can be done via AI to save time for people on the front lines. That's what I look for. And so I think that that hasn't all been solved. But if we can generate ways to reduce mundane mundane tasks or change how we communicate or how we analyze data or how we engage with customers through outreach or use it in marketing tools, all of that saves time. And every 30 minutes that you give back to someone on a sales floor to engage with the customer is so valuable. It's, it's priceless that time. So I'm looking for solutions like that, to be honest, not just the buzzwords, but like, how do you actually use this and how does this save me time and money?
2: Yeah. Well, my team is building AI application. Everyone is building AI today. So yeah. it's hard sometimes to be smart about it. Have you found some tasks that can be done better by AI?
1: So I think the, the one I've seen used most effectively right now in, in retail, specifically I would say in, in luxury fashion, is in client development. So you, there's a lot of data that comes through, through all of the purchase, purchase history, trends in purchase, how often does someone purchase, how much do they spend, what season do they shop in, what are the things that they purchase most often, what is their personal style? There's a lot that you can learn from someone's purchase history. And if you can take all of that and say, based on all of this, here's a strategy to work on client development. Because in luxury, you know, it isn't just about who walks in the door. It's actually, are you making money when the store is closed through consignment and through personal outreach or doing special things for clients? So if I can learn and predict more based on data of how I can develop a relationship that ultimately leads to money, I've seen that in use, and I think that's incredibly valuable right now. That's just one. I think there's quite a bit around task management and how to solve things faster, how to communicate more effectively. But I, you know, I'm, I'm looking for, you know, for things that have a real like, ROI for me. As, as If I were running a store today, what tools can you give me that help me be better at my job?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, speaking about prediction, We will be broadcasting this interview the week after the big show in the New York York City. So imagine yourself in the future. What do you think you'll feel like then after the show is over?
1: Other than tired, um, I think. (laughs) (laughs) I'm expecting to feel very excited about the future of, of our industry. I think there was a moment in time a few years ago where there was just a lot of unpredictability and we didn't know what the future was going to bring when it came to retail and millions of people that work in it were had unsure career paths. I feel very differently about that today. I'm highly confident on the brick and mortar side of business and and how it contributes to the like overall economy of our country and and employment and It's at such deep roots. I'm expecting to be even more excited about that if that's possible after hearing speakers and meeting so many people. Because some of the buzzwords of the last few years, like metaverse or omni, was omni channel was a big buzzword. But what does that actually mean? Today, the conversation is about the store. And omni is having an omni channel business is just opening, that's just opening the door. Mm-hmm. You you it's not an independent option. Today you need ev- every part of your business to be fully engaged and fully motivated to to be successful. You need all of it combined. But 80% of that revenue is still coming from a store.
0: Right, right. I do wonder in the future if if we won't be saying that AI is just integrated into everything we do, much like the internet is today. You know, that we can have a smarter customer service agent or a smarter interaction with customers because AI is in my ear, you know? Yeah. Okay. So you also took some time off from product building, from living in New York. Like you said, you traveled around the country in your Airstream. What was that like for you? That sounds like a great escape.
1: Uh, It was, it was the great escape in so many ways. I had never, I'd spent either my, my life in California or New York city and the rest of it, I sort of flew over most of the time, unless I was on a store visit at a mall in some city. I didn't ever really see the national parks of the U.S. or spent time you know, in places like Montana Wyoming, Colorado, Utah, like, even you know, up where you are, Ned. Like, those are some of the most beautiful places in the world. And to just be camped there for a month and still be able to work, but experience the beauty of nature is something I'll never forget. And we'll do it again. There's no question we'll do it again. Okay, you know, I had definitely. to stop to build Aussie, but then it's like, well, let's buy another airstream and let's do it again because now we've actually figured out how to how to work and live remotely.
0: Right, right. Which is a, a bit of a puzzle to figure out, right?
1: <laughs> you know, technology, things like Starlink, and you know, have all really like helped us figure out how to live differently. We. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think that's the the nice part about building for the future is you don't always have to do it the same way. It's the way I think about Aussie. You don't have to always do recruiting or resumes or hiring the same way. You can constantly change and reinvent and come up with new ideas for right. it, current existing problems.
0: Yeah. So you said you might do the Airstream again. You've also yeah. written a best-selling book, Retail Pride. You have another a, another book in you?
1: I, I definitely have it in me. I don't know if I have the time today, but I will. I am committed to doing it again. I am. There's a lot of requests specifically around kind of leadership. And while you might think there's a lot of leadership books, there aren't a lot of leadership books related to this kind of self, self-taught Leadership that happens in retail, and that that I think is interesting. People are looking for more resources to help them navigate their career in a space that seems really gray. And you know, corporate corporate roles there's a very predictable path. Often there's a predictable path in compensation and title and all of it. And you know, to say like accounting or finance, like they're very predictable paths. Retail doesn't have that. So there's a lot of question around, like, what could that be? So I I would ultimately like to write something about that.
2: Hmm. Okay. Yes. And finally, our podcast is about people who dare to dream. So what do you dare to dream, Rom? What world do you imagine you are creating?
1: Mm. Today, as we sit here, I'm imagining a world where people have changed the way they think about working in retail and that starts with how you look for work not just the work itself but actually what's the community around connections and resource and tools and and the process and the experience i have all of it creates commitment to stay with the company and you know the biggest obstacle often in hiring in retail is turnover rates and they can average from 40 to over a hundred percent for a brand, you know, if you're turning a hundred percent of your people every year, that's, that's unsustainable. So my vision for a world is that number goes way down because the work is so important. And my experience is so curated and well done that I stay for a long time. And that's good for business. That's good for people's health, that there's a lot of reasons to change that. So that's that's what I'm dreaming about today, Cecilia.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, thank you for your time, Ron. Really appreciate the conversation. It's always a pleasure. And I hope that you have a great time at the uh, NRF event.
1: Thank you, I will. I definitely will be on the lookout for a lot of posts from me on, on LinkedIn. So if you, if you follow me, you'll, you'll see them uh, quite a bit and on Instagram at Retail Pride. And there's a lot of things that will be coming out about that.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much, Ron. Thank you. Okay.
0: Have a great one. And I really appreciate your time, Ron. I know how busy you are. And thank you.
1: My pleasure. Thanks, Ned. Thanks, Cecilia.
0: Thanks to our guests today for their great insights on DARE, the podcast for innovators, entrepreneurs, and startup leaders. If you'd like your story to be featured on DARE, just contact us at at infodarwaft.com. DARE is brought to you by Darwaft, the tech team that can make your vision a reality.